0: Welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast with Sports Pro Editorial Director James Emmett, getting right inside the sports industry and then recording it on audio. Yes, welcome to another Sports Pro podcast with me, James Emmett uh, returned from Lausanne and Sport Accord back in London, but nevertheless, brimming with sport Accord content, slightly different format uh, for this podcast today. Um, A series of interviews conducted yesterday, uh, that's Wednesday at Sport Accord, ahead of the um, election or the vote um, for the election of a new president of Sport Accord. I spoke to Patrick Bowman. Uh, the General Secretary of FIBA, the International Basketball Federation. Um, He set out his stall um, for what he hopes to achieve should he be elected president. He's up against an outsider in Anna Arjanova, And that vote uh, will take place on Friday, the 22nd of April. Um, After Patrick, we'll hear from Janet Evans, um, the first of a trio of Olympic bidding interviews. She is the vice chair of... Um, the Los Angeles' is 2024 Olympic bid. She's also uh, an Olympic swimming champion. Three games she competed in. Uh, then we'll hear from Laszlo Vida, Chief Operating Officer of Budapest 2024. Um, the outsider, but a position um, that um, the Budapest guys seem to be comfortable with uh, and then finally we'll hear from Tony Estanguet who is co-chair of the Paris 2024 bid, and something of a canoeing legend but first of all here's Patrick Bauman. Patrick Bowman, um, General Secretary of FIBA, the International Basketball Federation and Presidential Candidate uh, for Sport Accord. Um, the vote's coming up on Friday. You're in the running up against uh, Anna Argenova, Arjova, uh from the International um, Underwater Sports Federation. Um, why do
1: you want to take on this role, Patrick? Well, I had um, uh we 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 have worked a lot in the in a past uh, year with uh, within the Sport Accor council where i'm i'm a member of and i've been a treasurer also and uh, and uh, and within our summer olympic environment and the winter olympic environment trying to uh, to to build again uh, the bridges uh, between the federations in within within the Sport Accor family uh, after the let's say a little bit less um not not so easy time that we that we have had and uh, we felt that somehow. It was a responsibility that we should continue, and we should also uh, put somewhere, someone there that could help mend uh, some of these, uh, uh, some of the, the 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 scars and that 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 the the difficult past has left, and 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 kind of again working as a united working as a united sports movement, whether you are Olympic or non-Olympic or whatsoever. And so, and then the discussion came out that uh, I'm living here. I'm close by, and. Uh, uh, and I'm coming from, uh, uh, you know, from an environment where I, we, we try to work in a team, and uh, every member of the team has. Uh has, has a very important role to play it 's absolutely uh, not important whether it 's a, a younger one a smaller one or, a, or, a, or the big star i think it''s it 's it's, it's really a team effort and 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 as somehow as the president yesterday said we 're all in it together and then it is important that we show a unity the sports movement has we, 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 we harm our to harm ourselves on it's not that doesn 't help there 's enough things that we need to improve and and I think it 's in, 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 uh, in a way of all these uh, recent discussions where sport is always in the forefront in the media I think it would be very important to show uh, to show unity uh, bring back some stability some calm into it and we enjoy uh, 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 the convention uh, the forums uh, the, we, we get together we smile we, we have a chance to learn and share and, then, and improve and, uh, and, and that's really what it is about and, and, and that's why how somehow uh, it was felt that it would be good. The, the Olympic movement has a, has a responsibility towards the sport in general and, and it would be, be appropriate for the Olympic movement to put up a candidate.
0: As you say, it's about reconciliation, it's about unity and getting, getting everyone properly in it together from around the sport accord movement. There are more um, non-Olympic sports federations in sport accord than there are Olympic federations you of course come from an Olympic uh, Federation Anna comes from the other side of the fence what makes you think that you'd be better at bringing uh, all of those disparate parts together she represents the non Olympics
1: I don't think it's I I think it's a it's a wrong way of saying it's there's that there's a fence uh, between Olympic and non Olympic I think it is where we're we're coming from sport and uh, as such we have all we come from different sports we, we have all well, not all of us and not all, not all Olympics have been always Olympic uh, everyone has, has learned some Olympics are not anymore Olympics and the other way around as well I think that this is that, that's not where the division should be I mean the division is uh, uh, the, 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 there is no there should be no division at all there's no fence and, and uh, now of course you may come from a particular constituency because, because there are some subgroups where people come together and meet but at the end of the day the beauty of Sport Corps is that those subgroups are important for very specific uh, things that are very particular and common. And, and the Sport Accord Convention is, is, is where everybody gets together because everybody is doing sport and at the end of the day the values of sports are universal and they are absolutely the same for whatever sport you come from. I, I think the key for us is to make sure that Sport Accord remains a, a tool to show to the world that sport is strong, is moving forward in a united way that it is a sustainable tool and that it stays there for as many years as, as 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 it has been, and for even more, and for even more in the future. This is we know, nobody needs to. This this is not about dismantling Sport accord. It's it's about building it up in a way that not building it up. It's about rebuilding it in a way where we know exactly what we have to do, and we come together, and we have pleasure in coming together, and we and we learn from each other. Final question. You've
0: obviously got a lot on your plate as you always do um, with your role at FIBA. if you win, how much of your time will you be able to dedicate to, to running Sport Accord?
1: I'll, I'll, whatever it needs and it takes to make it uh, what I believe it can be, which is really a, a, a united house of the sport. Uh, for the rest, I, I'll have to sit with myself and, uh, and look a little bit and, and try to make some uh, adjustment in times, so discuss with the family and, and, and a lot of these things, and that, that will come and... Uh, and uh well but i'm i i would i would hope to to be able to count on uh, if I had the privilege and the honor to count on uh, of being elected to count on a strong board that can support uh, on a management that knows what it has to do uh, so that actually I can really uh, do what I what I would like to do which is just make sure that you know talk to every single member be together with them try to accompany them improve them and, and make sure that when they come together they don't see the like you mentioned the fence yeah. over this or over there I just try to get rid of that fence Patrick Berman thank you very much you're welcome
0: okay i'm here with janet evans uh, vice chair of the la 2024 olympic bid um to kick things off janet here we are at sport accord uh, behind a fetching red desk uh viewing um the whole of the first floor of the conference doesn't look as busy as it has done over the last couple of days you of course are busy is that your impression it's winding down
2: well i think it's it's we're kind of in the middle of it in the heart of it so i think there's um, some attendees that have gone into a digital media session, but it 's been an incredible event um, a lot of great um, a lot of great people, a lot of great information um, i 've enjoyed being here, listening, learning, um, meeting new people, um, seeing old friends, and um, helping here with the uh, the, the movement and uh, representing the los angeles 2024 Olympic bid.
0: So tell me a bit about your role, when you came on board, um, what it is exactly you're tasked with doing. Um, Yeah, go for it.
2: Um, So I came on to uh, the LA 2024 Olympic bid in uh, September of 2015, um, in the role as vice chairman um, of the board and director of athlete relations. So my job within the executive level is to, um, you know, consult with, with Casey Wasserman, our chairman, Gene Sykes, our CEO, Mayor Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, um, regarding athletes. So Mm -hmm. clearly they are amazing leaders in their own rights, but they've never competed at the Olympic Games. And Mm -hmm. Agenda 2020 um, calls for athletes involvement in any bid cities proposal. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my role as an athlete who who swam in three different Olympics and um, has been around this movement for a very long time is not only as vice chair to work on that end, but to also as director of athlete relations, bring athletes into the soul of our bid. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been... We've begun uh, town halls across our country. We see our bid as a uh, national bid, not just a bid for our city or a bid for our state of California, but as a national bid, um, and we have thousands and thousands, uh, 6,500, 7,000 Olympians living, um, and Paralympians living in our country, whether they're American uh, athletes or foreign athletes that live on our soil. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are traveling the country at the moment, meeting with Olympians and Paralympians um, in at least a dozen states around our nation to um, pick their brains, to get their ideas, to bring them together in a forum type setting um, where we can talk about what they loved about their Olympic and Paralympic experience and, and maybe talk about what they did love Mm -hmm. and then take that back to our bid committee and Mm -hmm. help make our Olympic and Paralympic bid um, even better for the athletes.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, As you say an athlete in three um, Olympic games gone by what did you love about your Olympic experience?
2: Well my Olympics were all so different and they were all so incredible you know my first Olympics I turned 17 the week before (laughs) I swam so I was a kid but it was amazing and the athletes and the the dining hall and uh i mean and 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 barcelona was um gregarious and social and 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 atlanta for me was my final olympics on home soil so i mean that would i'd take up your whole podcast for like the next day telling you about my all all my different experiences but you know i think each olympic and paralympic games are unique i think athletes um Athletes' needs are always well thought out and well taken care of. So in Los Angeles, we are pursuing the question of how do we innovate? How do we create? How do we make um, it a, it, it a new games for a, a new era and, and, and new generations of athletes to, to make it even greater than, than sport as we know it now?
0: Mm-hmm. Um- after Atlanta, there was um, a, a kind of f- a period of frostiness um, between um, the U.S. Olympic Committee and the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. Um, some arguments based on the fact that U.S. corporations contribute um, by far the largest part of the IOC's um, revenues, um, and therefore the USOC thought they should they should be getting a larger slice of that back. These discussions went on for many years, and sort of as a result. Although it was never sort of out in the open, um, the U.S. was kind of ignored as a potential host um, for many years. That frostiness is obviously gone now. Um, the IOC and, and the USOC um, did a bury the hatchet deal, I think, in 2013. Yes. Um, and obviously, a US Games is very much back on the agenda. But from an athlete's perspective, that frostiness, that kind of feeling that, oh, well, it's us against them. The IOC is never going to award us a Games. You know, we're never going to have a Games on home soil. Did any of that translate through to the athletes? And, 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 and give me an idea of, of what the kind of feeling towards Olympism is in the US.
2: Um, well, Olympism is li- alive and well in the United States. And, and I don't think um, the frostiness, as you say, was was never an issue with the athletes. The, the athletes are so focused on going to their respective Olympic or Paralympic games and and competing and and doing what we do best. That you know that that that. Doesn't I don't think affect um, many athletes. You know, Olympism, especially in our city, in the in the city of Los Angeles, a recent poll found 88 percent of Los Angelinos support um, bringing the games back to our city. Um, Los Angeles, if you haven't been there recently, um, is is in a renaissance. It's it's growing. It's dynamic. It's the home to arts and fashion and um, culture and youth, um, creativity and innovation. And um, but but above all that, you know, the Olympics are in our blood. You know, we have a street. One of our major thoroughfares um, running through the heart of our city is, is Olympic Boulevard. Um, when you speak to residents about the Olympics, they have such great memories or their parents have memories of the 84 games in Los Angeles and um, we're certainly forming our own legacy and our own story with the LA 2024 bid but um, I think the the great reception of the 84 games in our city um, brings a lot of um, pride Mm. to our citizens. Um, It was evident last summer at the Special Olympics that were held in Los Angeles and 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 I was a volunteer there and many of the volunteers were volunteers from the 84 games in Los Angeles that had come back to um, be a part of a special event again. So, um, you know, I I think the the politicking side of it has never affected either the athletes or the people in our city that that love the Olympics.
0: Um, Obviously, you're an athlete until the the 96 games and and, um, came on board um, the bid uh, towards the end of last year. What, What were you doing in the interim?
2: I'm a mom. I have two. <laughs> I have two kids. But um, I was working within uh, the Olympic movement for corporate sponsors, doing a lot of motivational speaking, um, doing a lot of swim clinics. I can still swim somehow, and uh, working in the drowning prevention segment. As a native of Southern California, you know, uh, drowning prevention is near and dear to my heart. My mom cannot swim, wow. and uh, as, as a mother of two youngsters that are actually getting older and can swim now, but um, when I first started working in the the drowning prevention world, um, I had two young children that needed to learn how to swim. So. I was working a lot in that um, in that area, trying to raise funds and, and um, bring awareness to drowning prevention in Southern California, which I still do in all my free time. <laughs>
0: so um, I, I take it then that this is um, probably your first sport Accord. Um, uh, this, this is So they go in, in cycles, Sport Accords. This is the beginning of um, uh, a Summer Olympic bidding process. So as you know, you're here um, and delegations from all the other bidding cities are also here. And it's always seen as quite an important um, forum for making contacts, uh, getting a little bit of a uh, groundswell of support for you know, communicating what you're all about. How are you finding that, that, that? It's political, you know. How are you finding that process of pressing the flesh, sort of telling your story over and over again and maybe spinning it slightly differently depending on yeah. what people's interests are?
2: Well, you know, we're still 15, 16 months from uh, the vote in Lima in September of 2017. So we do have another sport accord between now and then. And, you know, this is our initial sport accord to, you know, get to know um, people within the movement that we might not know to um, learn to listen We've had the opportunity to meet with uh, international federations also while we were here um, to help better understand their needs for, for their respective sports. Um, so, so I think this, I find this sport accord to be a more you know, meet and greet, um, you know, represent who we are, introduce ourselves, listen and learn. And um, I've found it quite fascinating. I've met wonderful people, reconnected with a lot of wonderful people, and um, I say it's been very successful. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Casey Wasserman, obviously a, a hugely well-known figure um, around the world of sport, around the world of entertainment, and you know probably across the US as well. It's a, it's a famous name. Um, what's it like to work with him as the as a leader? And um, yeah, what can you say about his dedication to, to LA 2024?
2: Well, I, I think again, Casey Wasserman is a, a brilliant chairman for our bid, and um, I I think he's. You know, at the heart of sport in Southern California and the city of Los Angeles and our city is a great sporting city. You know, we sell out sporting events um, every day in our city. We have amazing venues. We have more venues coming and um, Casey's a big part of that. And, and when you think about sports in our city, you definitely think about Casey because he has made an impact in our city. And I think he continues to do that. And I think um, his passion for the Olympics, he represents Olympians um, and the Paralympics um, um, is, is second to none. And I'm, I'm very impressed with his commitment to this. I'm very impressed with um, what he has done for sports in Southern California. And um, it's an honor to work with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, just finally, um, I'm asking representatives uh, from every bid um, this very same question. And I'm gonna ask it very slowly okay. so that you've got time to think. Okay. Um, but if the vote was tomorrow and I'm the only one voting, yes. What would you say to sell LA2024 to me just in a couple of bullet points?
2: I would say that the LA 2024 bid is a new games for a new era. I think um, Los Angeles and California is the center of creativity, the center of innovation. Um, It's a dynamic city that reinvents things. And um, How better to tap into our creativity and resourcefulness and innovation than to bring a movement like the Olympic Games to our city to reinvent sport to, to bring a fan base closer to a sport that may that they might not know to allow athletes if we can innovate with our great minds <laughs> in our great state um, different different ways to to bring their sport to a global audience um, whether it be broadcasting or in the stadium itself and to have those fans whether they're watching on television or in the stands um, better understand um, sport and. and and I think, um, like I said, it's a, it's a new era. LA is a, a new city and um, creativity and, and innovation. And I think that um, spills out to, to the sports. And you add that to our 88% support and the love of the Olympics in our city. And I think you have a great product.
0: Well, we'll see how I vote tomorrow, Janet. Uh, <laughs> Janet Evans, thank you very oh, much here. indeed. Thank you. <laughs> Laszlo Weide, Chief Operating Officer of the Budapest 2024 Olympic BID. Hello, thank you for being uh, with me today. Um, First question, could you just explain um, what your role and responsibilities are at the BID?
3: I'm very happy to be here with you. Thank you for the invite. Um, As you said, I'm the Chief Operating Officer. My main role embraces our international outreach. To be very, very simple, I would say anything that happens outside of the borders of of my country Mm -hmm. uh, belongs or falls under my responsibility. So um, designing our international strategy, event attendance, analyzing what the world thinks about us and bringing home all the expertise and and, and intelligence that is out there. Mm -hmm. So basically operating our international outreach
0: what do you think the world does currently think about you and what ideally would you like them to think about you
3: i heard a great quote the other day budapest is budapest is a treasure box we love it we live it we know it and we know people who had been there they all want to come back and we know people who hadn't been there but heard of it they all want to come so we tend to believe that budapest is really beautiful very different It has a lot to offer naturally. Without the games, it's full of culture, music, youth, vibrancy, vitality, and um, the rejuvenation of the city in the last decade or so is incredible. So again, I hope that all those people who had been there want to come back and will come back. And those who hadn't will definitely find the time very soon and come and experience Budapest with us. Um,
0: fairly or unfairly, um, Budapest um, is uh, the fourth favorite of four um, to win this vote. Um, Rome uh, not Rome uh, l a and Paris uh, both consider the front runners they 've been very visible, very vocal they 've had communications companies putting out their messages for a long time already you guys they 've had a bit of a head start on you guys uh, what 's your feeling towards being in that position? Are you comfortable being there? Do you think it 's all about momentum and you 'll build up speed and, and get there in the end?
3: Thank you for almost answering the question, <laughs> exactly. That's what I think. We had been relatively silent um, on purpose. It does not mean that we didn't do anything. That's, that perception is simply not true. What happened is we are representing a different approach because we believe Budapest is different. And we felt that to find the right momentum both in the process as well as the psychology and the emotions among our bid is somewhere around this time. So our launch is not a coincidence or, or something that we have not planned. We did stay a bit quieter perhaps than the others, but we feel that our momentum is building. We are very proud of our logo launch, not only the event itself, but the logo itself as well. We feel it's different, it represents what we are for and um, i'm expecting us to not only gaining momentum but definitely slightly disagreeing with your first comment about the current positioning we will we are here to prove you wrong on that one
0: um, just explain a little bit uh, for me and for the listeners what you're doing here at Sport Accord. It's obviously a, um, it's a very political environment here at Sport Accord. It's, it's always very interesting when there is, we're at the start of a, an Olympi- a Summer Olympic bidding race. Um, there are always delegations here. They're always keen to meet lots of people and, and tell their story. What have you been doing um, since you've been here and, and what kind of conversations have you been having?
3: I've been personally enjoying a lot of positive comments about our look and identity. Mm -hmm. It's the first time for me, I've been to about a dozen Sports Accord uh, meetings. It's our new fresh look that had been launched just a few days ago is resonating very well. So I feel comfortable, I feel humble yet confident that our launch did make an impact. Certainly we meet people, We meet members, we meet the leadership of global sport. Sport Accord is just an ideal place to demonstrate what we are trying to achieve. And I believe we are achieving our objectives here.
0: Um, Speaking to representatives of a couple of uh, of the other bids, LA uh, and Rome uh, specifically, both of them made a big play uh, about uh, talking about their bid being of course from the city, but also from the country as a whole. So Rome, person from Rome is talking about, yeah, it's all about Rome, but it's also about the whole of Italy getting involved, and and likewise, yes, it's about LA, but it's also about the whole of the US. Will you be following a similar uh, messaging strand for for Budapest, or or something different?
3: Thank you so much for the question. (laughs) Actually, if anyone knows geography, would recognize the fact very quickly that Hungary is a small country. For us, to put up a national, a national bid is very easy because people are passionate about sport and the geography of the country is just offering itself. I give you a very interesting, catchy statistic that is actually true. 90% of our populations, whichever corner they might be in our country, would reach an Olympic venue within 90 minutes in our country. I don't think anyone can compete with that. Our bid. And the support we have nationwide, as well as in the city, demonstrates that it's not only a bid for our city, for Budapest, but the entire nation. And also, if if I may add, our Olympic history, our results, just speak for themselves. And during the Olympic Games, our entire country, which is small, but vibrant, and new, and energetic, comes together regardless any other aspects of society and they are behind the games. So we feel that the, the games in Budapest would bring the nation together again. And our geography is just perfect for it.
0: Um, could you talk to me a little bit about your background, Laszlo? What did you do before before joining the big team?
3: I'm obviously Hungarian. I hope it's not only my accent in English, but also <laughs> definitely by birth. I'd been an Olympic person so to speak since 1991. I worked for the Hungarian National Olympic Committee uh, in the 90s and then in 98 I moved from Hungary. I went to three summer organizing committees in Sydney, Athens, and Beijing and I'm still in China. So 18 years out I'm absolutely overwhelmed with pride to be back home and perhaps it's relevant to say here that this is my fifth bid consecutively. So I hope that I can contribute to a great Budapest uh, bidding campaign Mm
0: -hmm. Um, possibly a bit too early to tell but there is um, uh, there is a strand of narrative uh, in Olympic bidding that goes that you have to be in a bid first and expect to lose and then bid again in the next cycle and expect to be in with a much bigger chance is there a contingency plan with this bid to go again for 2028
3: what I would say to this, as I said, I, this is my fifth bid, and all we do, whether we lose or we, or we win, we always analyse what had happened. And the bidding process is full of myths, of perceived tendencies. I don't think it is automatically true that you need to bid multiple times. There are millions of proofs for that. The continental rotation, all sorts of other phenomena which surround the bidding uh, speculations. I believe we must avoid being caught up by any of this. We need to do what we think best for our bid. We need to demonstrate our values, stay on message and and tell the world what Budapest is about. And then if that is successfully done, I think we can look back at Lima and say, whatever of the result, we've done our best and we put together a great campaign.
0: Final question, Laszlo. Imagine the vote tomorrow and I'm the only person voting. Give me a couple of bullet points now to persuade me to vote for Budapest 2024.
3: Budapest is an amazing city. It's not only sport, which is very, very strong. We are there right from the beginning, but it's culture. It's just the experience to be in our city all together as an overall experience is, is exceptional. The other thing that I would do on the sports side, out of the 10 most successful nations ever, Hungary is one of them. We are the only one who never hosted the game. So I feel we have a little bit of a sentimental aspect of our bidding. And perhaps as a third aspect, I would say, and it's not a cliche, believe me. I believe what I'm saying is that Agenda 2020 is out there. We feel, we genuinely feel that what we are doing is compatible with Agenda 2020. There is a moment, maybe a momentum perhaps for the movement to see how Agenda 2020 really comes to life. And Budapest is very keen to help to do that together with the IOC. So I guess with these three points, um, I could go forever actually. But I think I would, I would put these three points perhaps on the top of my list.
0: Uh, Laszlo Vida, thank you very much. My pleasure. Tony Estanguet, co-chair of the Paris 2024 bid. Thank you very much for being with me. Um, First question for you. Could you just explain very briefly very simply what your roles and responsibilities are
4: i'm the co-chair of paris 2024 uh, i'm also a 2 times olympic champion and ioc member in the athletic commission mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i have the, this privilege to be associated to to this uh, great challenge to leading this bid mm-hmm.
0: you've obviously been involved in sport for a, a long time as an athlete and, and, and as a, a sports executive and politician i suppose um sport accord happens every year which sport accord is this for you? How many times have you been to sport accord before? It's
4: my third uh, sport accord and uh, it's always um, uh, great for me to, to be there because uh, I'm also part of my federation, the International Canoe Federation, and I'm a vice president and, uh, and definitely this is important for international federations to to me to share the best practices and, uh, and uh, for a sport like mine uh, also to... Uh, to look at other sports and uh, to take, uh, yeah, to, to follow the best practice. So, uh, no, yeah, I, I appreciate very much this uh, experience to be there. Mm-hmm. First time you've
0: been at a Sport Accord as part of a, a bid, though, I suppose, mm-hmm. and, and leading a bid. Very political environment around here. All the heads of federations uh, are here. Everyone, anyone, who's any, anyone in sport is here. How are you finding the experience of going around having to tell your story over and over again to lots of different people? It's a different experience, isn't it?
4: it's a different experience but it's not so much different because uh you know um it's uh, it's always the same uh will to uh to to share our experience our our expertise also in, in this bid and uh, before i was sharing only my sport now I, i'm sharing also the this bid and our volunteer, our will to uh, uh, to be partner with uh, the olympic movement the international federations and why we believe that we have a strong proposal uh, for the for the world of sports. So um, it's not such different uh, because in the past I was only uh, doing it for canoe and now I'm doing it for all the the Olympic sports. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, according to the bookmakers LA is the
0: the slight favorite um, but not so far ahead of you. So LA and Paris are are both at this point in time um, somewhere ahead of Rome and Budapest. What's it like? Um, how do you deal with sort of being a front runner in this in this race to host the 2024 games?
4: I love I love this comment. You know, I'm a, I'm a competitor and I, I, I like the competition and uh, and definitely uh, I'm now exciting by, by this challenge. Uh, but I know also uh, regarding my past experience as an athlete that uh, only one result count and it will be the last day for the vote. So uh, I don't um, I will not take too much attention of all. Uh, uh, the predictions of uh, any any bookmakers, or I don't know who, uh, but uh, no, it's good. It's a competition, definitely, and and uh, I would like to highlight the fact that it will be a great competition because uh, the four cities are, are great, and uh, and definitely Paris is uh, is one of them, and uh, we are ready to fight. Mm. So
0: talk to me about a little bit about the Paris pit, Obviously, there's there's more communication to come. The race is long. Um, you know, we're going into Lima just over a year, well, a year and a few months uh, from now there'll be lots of twists along the way imagine if you will that the vote is tomorrow Uh, not only is the vote tomorrow I'm the only person who's going to be voting in it
4: sell Paris 2024 to me now Why, why should I vote for you because Paris is uh, the best city in the world, uh, I mean it's the city of love, is the city of dreams, and uh, and definitely uh, we 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 believe that this bid is really uh, held by uh, sport people, and uh, we we have this passion of uh, Olympic sport for many many years, and uh, we believe that this is a good timing for Paris to uh, to host the the, the Olympics because uh, uh, we want to uh, renovate also uh, the, the place of sport is in uh, in our country all the. The French people, they are very supportive since the beginning. Uh, we have great, uh, great support and uh, the participation of all the athletes from whatever the, the, the sport is, is, is quite amazing. Uh, so uh, for me, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a pleasure and I, I can tell you how uh, uh, incredible uh, will be the, the experience if you, if you come to Paris, because Paris will be at the service of the sport and uh, of the Olympism. So uh, I'm sure it will be a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Tony. Uh, Tony Asange, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much.